0: This podcast is brought to you by Green and Black's Velvet Edition, a delicious range of sumptuously smooth dark chocolate. Hello, I'm Roisin Ingle and you are very welcome to Back to Yours, a podcast where I knock on the doors of some big names to tell the story of their lives through the houses they've lived in. So far this season we've been snooping in the gaffs of Catlin Moran, Tara Flynn, and we've even had a go-up in Michael Harding's camper van. And This week I went round to Oliver Callan's house, but someone else answered the door.
1: What's uh, up guys, ding-a-ling-a-ling, Roisin Ingle, how's it going? Hashtag ledge back. great to be here, are you okay Roisin, you look, you're hyperventilating.
2: Is
0: that a Callan is a gifted impressionist The man behind Callan's Kicks On RTE Radio Which skewers the great And the good of Irish life He lives in a seaside apartment Near Black Rock With his partner It was October When we made this episode And Callan had a load Of Halloween tat on the walls And we had a great chat About his life Growing up gay On a farm in rural County Monaghan And also about Some darker times Before he came out About his sexuality When he lost his way A little bit I have to tell you also That when I visited I was suffering. I still am a bit with a very strange cough that convulses me whenever I laugh suddenly. And the problem is, when you're around Oliver Callan, there is a lot of sudden laughter. So apologies in advance for my convulsions. I hope you enjoy this episode of Back to Yours with Oliver Callan. I like that you have your Halloween decorations
2: up. Yes, yeah, so we're not dating things, are we, by saying it like Halloween no, decorations up? We are kind of obsessed fans of Halloween. I think it's like the coolest thing that Ireland. Gave to America, you know, because alongside Bono, nepotism, corruption, Halloween was one of the good things that we brought over.
0: Okay, give us the little tour so this is kind of the living seeing? room,
2: yeah. uh, Netflix room, maybe. Netflix <laughs> the chill room. Netflix <laughs> That means something else entirely. New.
1: And then this is just the
2: kitchen. I mean, it's not very big because. We're renters, and you don't get anything big unless you want to pay twelve grand a month or something. But there's a this is the showstopper: the the sea view.
0: You have this beautiful view out to Dublin Bay that is absolutely gorgeous, and and I'd say it's just this ever-changing
2: vista. It's amazing amount of activity though on Dublin Bay when you're actually looking at it at all hours of the day, and this is where the radio listening goes on. Very important.
0: Yes, of course. Very important.
2: And then we've got the apartment back to front because we like to enter from the from a different door if you know what I mean Okay. can we paint that picture in people's minds probably not <laughs> it's the backwards apartment and the bedroom only oh, have a tiny snoop in there because you're very nosy you're not supposed to be in here oh, at all
0: this is the master bedroom so <laughs> come it's in see. here JJ Oh, <laughs> all you want to be No. now this is a lovely room I like that kind of American New England kind of vibe that you've that's created here that's what looking for yes, yes. it's lovely now.
2: I don't feel my privacy is at all <laughs> <laughs> See?
0: That's it, that's the pain Look at thing the old over. French,
2: like 70s French intercom phone, look Roisin oh god, not her, oh my god He snoops and hot presses and everything, don't let her in
0: Oliver, you're a moving, moving kind of guy, you've moved a few times This is a... Uh... Yeah,
2: I know, this is like a kind of a midlife crisis I'm having Because I literally have now been renting for 20 years in Dublin I came to Dublin in 1999. My parents dropped me off on St. Canis's Road in Glasnevin and, uh, to go to DCU. And uh, I've been moving around ever since. So I lived there. I lived in Santry. I lived in Marino. Um Where else did I go? I think I was in Cabra for a spell. Then I went to Kimmage. Uh, from Kimmage to Fibsborough. Fibsborough to Drumcondra. Drumcondra for so ages. So you're gradually
0: going from the north over...
2: Yeah, and 30. then from Drumcondra um, uh, moved to Sandy Mount. Very nice. Yeah, Sandy Mount Which is very nice That's where I'm from You know Mountain. that Oh, is that yeah. Sandy, yes And um, then I ended up Living on Raglan Road In Baldsbridge, Which is like oh, because oh It was the recession See, It was the Patrick Cabinet there Now that you're saying that It was obviously It just came up And I kind of went I'm going to have to live On Raglan Road aren't I, For at least a year So it is a stint there And then I ended up Coming to Black Rock In the crash years Because rents were really Wonderfully cheap and that's when I went to set up, kind of Callan's Kicks was set up then because the studio had to be rented in the house was a double renter. And um, yeah, but it's been a kind of an epic adventure, Hobbit-like <laughs> across Dublin. You know, I've seen pretty much like more of the city than maybe even you. Yeah. Obviously, I've lived in more places than the most but I think 15 different places I've lived in. That's mad.
0: And you're you having full domestic bliss here. I get the sense in this <laughs> lovely apartment, looking out at the sea. With your partner. It's
2: very nice. We had been in a basement for four years, so we didn't know uh, that windows <laughs> were meant to look onto anything. <laughs> you know, so we came here and uh, it was a traumatic time actually moving. Tra- moving is traumatic. But if you're in the place for four years, it was probably the longest mm-hmm. I w- had done anywhere in those 20 years. Uh, f- like we, the, the, the time we'd moved to that place, you could rent anywhere. And then we were suddenly into the, you know, yeah. the, the charged housing market. And it was like as bad as we'd. Because you want to move too far from where you are you used mm. to it And John is driving to work And I'm a stroll away from my office uh, So it was really hard And the only place we could find in the end Was unfurnished Because letting agents were laughing at us mm. going,
1: That has been up for five minutes
2: <laughs> What do you think? Oh,
1: oh no no
2: You'll be living in a bed sit Near a busy landfill Enjoy yourself So it was totally unfurnished I mean literally just the curtains And everything you're sitting on looking at We had to bring in ourselves
0: What I want to know about Is you growing up on a farm <laughs> Like I want to tell me about the muck and the cow yeah. milking and the tractors and the, what was your day to day life? Because it was literally proper, proper muck savage farm. Like Are you allowed to sh- say muck savage? Of course,
2: we're yeah, muck okay. savages, you know, and uh, um, like muck spreader was the term we used for slurry spreader. Okay. Because slurry, slurry spreaders, if you ever drive behind one of the countryside, you know, literally spray it out. Yeah. But an, an hour a day. <laughs> It was like a side slinger. So it was like a, a, a thing, oh. like a, a, a pole inside through the tank that was attached to chains. It would literally fling the shite out. So, and it was like, that was, a, that was the muck spreader. Shite spreader. Yeah. And we also had a, a dunghill in the farm, uh, which, my, which I was convinced until, I, until I'd actually been in secondary school and had read the word dunghill in a Patrick cabinet poem, I thought it was pronounced dunkel Because that's what they said it in, in the Monaghan, dunkel. It was, yeah, donkel, because dong would become dong. Donkel. <laughs> I used to think, and I used to, because I'm one of these people who kind of spell out words when I hear them. Do you, do, do, yeah. Is that a, yeah, thing? Humans, a thing? other humans Some do it. Some humans do it. And uh, donkel, so that was one of the things. But no, it was, it was really hard work. And my father was really unlucky because he was kind of like semi-plaster, semi-farmer. And in the 80s, when building was terrible, he was mostly concentrating on that. Mm. And then he fell through a building, two stories, mm. like two buildings next to each other. He was on the second floor and fell in through the, the window on the first floor of the opposite building and just like wrapped his shirt around oh. his arm and came home and got stitched up by a local doctor. He's a hard man. And uh, then he went into farming and BSE and everything and the arse fell out of that. So, so he everything he went into, it
0: was, un- it was a bit unlucky, the, the timing. I things. think he, I
2: think, well, we used to talk about the Callan curse and we put our hands to Turns to shite You know, <laughs> you know Oh you're laughing now that's Yeah For so a big Sandy terrible. Mount jingle, Having a good laugh <laughs> oh, listen, We experience.
0: had it tough We had an outside toilet In Sandy Mount uh, yes, the beginning it. No don't get me started I'll start crying get My
2: little tiny <laughs> violin out but it was tough And I remember clothes Actually Blind Boy uh, Offended me not so long ago When he said I was dressed pretty much As I'm dressed now Because it was at a meeting today He said you're always dressed Like a politician a in a Limerick accent. Limerick city. You know, you look like a politician. So, well, I play the most of the time. And also, I was kind of. Obviously, it's months later you come up with the answer. You know that you want that you should have said at the time. <laughs> I was like no, well, like you are over the farm. You had work clothes, like the old clothes we used to call them, uh, because they were like you were a physically covered in muck, and you'd yeah. only dress up on a Sunday. Mm. So my bitterness has continued on to the <laughs> present day, at the age of thirty eight. Uh, I, I wear a suit Wherever I can
0: In your farmhouse Was it a farmhouse Tell us what yep. it was like What was the kind of Day to day Was your mother the, the woman who's getting The dinner on the table And all that Yes my
2: mother was The absolute Like workaholic Because my father Worked hard But it's different Because he only Like he's working farm wise My mother also didn't drive So she didn't have The same freedom mm. And particularly like Because you know, the Dads could always go to the pub And chat among themselves But there's no women there yeah. So they're like You know They're cooking Cleaning uh, also farming Also gardening Doing everything really Like mm. covering books With you know Bits of the inside of Calf, calf feed bags <laughs> And stuff like that You know Christmas everything There was no Don't seem to be any rest And yet she was an amazing cook Because we didn't You don't understand you, Because it, you didn't Appreciate it at the time mm. So like you know Freshly baked stuff Every single weekend Cooking all the time I just don't know how She actually managed to do it mm. And milking cows In those days like we're talking eighties, nineties. We were still doing it with the kind of uh, the the machine bucket. So you go a, a bucket per cow. You know, you okay. move it between the whereas yeah. now it's just straight into a pipeline and goes yeah. directly into the tank. So, you, so she would like you know attach the uh, you know the the apparatus to the underside of the cow. Uh, underside of the cow. Why am I talking like this? Imagine me like twenty you, you years ago. You should know the lingo. Actually, yeah, the others. The others are yeah. uh, the tits, really, of the cow. We would okay. say, you know, teats, really, but it teats. was pronounced tits. Which, looking back, is a bit awkward, isn't Dunkle it? Dunkle teats. Tits. Dunkle tits. Yeah, you can see, we're, uh, and <laughs> um, like five gallon drums. They are heavy. And uh, I remember she was pregnant with my sister. Uh, I was the youngest until uh, my little sister came along. But I, as in, I had the experience of being young, young because I was eleven when she was born. Yeah. So it was quite a gap. Uh, and uh, so she was pregnant, lifting those buckets into a milk tank, and I was her helper at eleven years old. So fierce, hard worker.
0: Did you feel like you were going to end up on the farm at that point? Like, was no. there a kind of this is my world, or did you always have a bit of a broader? Well, it's uh, like we
2: weren't even. You know, there was no expectation for any of us. There's four of us. My brother was older, so I suppose the pressure's kind of off when you're the younger, when you're the younger son. But nobody would know. It wasn't, it was like really encouraging us to go get onto the books. Uh, like my father left school, I think 50, 16 maybe. My mother even earlier, I think 15, mm. sent to do a home economics course. She's from Cork. so mm. We have that kind of exotic uh, end of the family, East Cork. And I think she went to West Cork to do her home ec course. Uh, and then she went to the Department of Post and Telegraphs and ends up in a farm for the for all eternity, basically. Yeah. But like, like presume there was some happiness in between fleeting moments of happiness while she's baking. You know, really expert with people, which is kind of a pity when you look back, because you could see that she would have had a talent for probably something in the, in the caring industry. I if always I can call think it that, that
0: about all those women who kind of were just. Never going to get a chance to do anything, and just think of what they could have contributed. I yeah. think about that a lot, you know.
2: Out of school, that was it, and because she was the oldest in her family of ten, so mm-hmm. she was pretty much babysitting, like you know, from you know, like as a child herself. Gosh, she was the oldest of ten. Yeah. Glad, yeah, yeah. So like, imagine her own mother, also running a farm, also doing the baking and the cooking, and but giving birth every year for, for a decade.
0: So uh, when you were younger, was there a sense of not, even though you weren't telling anybody about it, was there a sense in you of not fitting in particularly, say, with friends and knowing what was the sort of done thing, which was to go after girls and all that kind of thing? Yeah,
2: it's kind of surprising, but I had no problems getting friends. But obviously I had that side of my life, you know, romantic side of everyone else just closed off. So people just probably thought, "Eh, he's just a little bit shy in that department. Uh, it's because you do learn and no one tells you it's like no one, we all independently figure out oh this is a thing we've discovered about ourselves we're gay and you just don't tell anyone about it because we have had enough experience in our lives to know that they're, it's only referred to in the pejorative and you're going to be in trouble mm. uh, and I do remember I, it's literally like welded in my memory of like a day in, in the last term in primary school where suddenly the boys and girls are all like scoring you know quietly when the teacher is out sort of thing in one of the, in one of the classrooms where everything mm. was being sort of turned into, I don't know, tidy, we're forced to, you know, tidy up the classroom, whatever. And I kind of go, oh my God, this this is what they're doing. I can't do what I want to do. So, uh, you know, um, stay dumb. Do not speak of it. Speak not of this ill. And I think I probably, obviously, had a much deeper, um, uh, much deeper secret because I have friends growing up in the same locality, roughly, uh, who would have come out, you know, 10 years before me. I was, 30, 31 I was going on 31 years of age imagine and, It was actually and you had, October So sort of
0: friends of. coming out And you didn't say to them
2: I just would have expected that You want it all to be done easily for you So you expect someone That's going to come go up and say You're gay aren't you And that'll be the end of it But maybe because In in the stereotype that people have I wasn't considered Camp
0: or What does it um, camp or mean then Carrying I suppose it's a secret I suppose Or maybe it's not Because you're just yeah, not secret. acknowledging miserable.
2: it Yeah I remember Actually in Jerry Ryan's show Where I ended up working I remember him Saying something And he was just going on About secrets you cannot keep secret. No one has ever managed really to keep secrets. They eat you up. They travel through you. And they will destroy you no matter where you go and how far you try to run. Mm. And I remember going, oh, my God, he's so right. But uh, I can't see. I couldn't see the exit doors. You know, I couldn't find out how to how to get there. And maybe it's, you know, it comes down to not really having the courage. Because so many people did, you know. And it,
0: but not everybody uh, but you does, can't you know. can
2: beat yourself up about it either mm. because it's in the past. So
0: why did you, in the end, like...
2: You just can't bear it anymore I suppose And uh, I mean mine was kind of a little bit probably more I was going to say spectacular but also dramatic Where I just decided to do it on television I thought this is going to be easy But why did just you do decide it on to do live that? Did television? you feel
0: someone else was going to well, do it? Well it's or? also a
2: time in my life where I had kind of surrounded myself with some The wrong people shall we say And it's like a block of five years I like to delete Really? Oh yeah yeah pretty That's miserable horrible. Uh, well, you can kind of, you know, there's a proper sob story there if you want to dwell on it. But uh, well, I would, don't like, because everything ended people. up very well. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. So people <laughs>
0: abused your trust and kind of manipulated yeah. you?
2: Oh, completely, yeah. To do with your sexuality? That would, would have been a big part of it, yeah, totally. And so then uh, like it's no coincidence when I come out uh, and within a few months, basically, I get away from that you know, it's amazing how how ama- how much your life can be controlled by others, in, in a very you know. Um,
0: I think that's really interesting. Step by step, I think everybody way, you know has a, a, some experience of friendships where you feel that you're not you don't have the power or you don't have power, yeah. and and the things that you do and you look back on and think, wow, I was not actually in my own self. Mm-hmm. You know, but I you're, wasn't.
2: You're the perfect candidate to be, you're so, you're vulnerable, you're perfect for that kind of exploitation. But at the same time, you, where my life is now, you kind of almost think, God, you really have to go through tough times to appreciate what you have. You know, it's almost, it, it's like that, it, it's like life is is so tough that you actually have to be at rock bottom in order to fully understand did you, what a did normal day-to-day you is.
0: you feel you came out of that, that um, that will never happen to me again?
2: Totally, yeah. Even though some people said probably will, <laughs> but no, what no, that will never happen to me again. And do you have like a sixth sense now of of any
0: potential? I have alarm
2: bells, and probably to to the far extent where I almost don't trust a word anyone says. Not quite as bad as that, but you know what I mean. You do kind of um, are a little bit more cagey, is the term. But yeah, no, um, I just didn't control my own life for many years, and 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 the cleansing process afterwards was literally writing to people who I felt I had. Hurt and alienated because um, I, I wasn't. I was a. I was a puppet, essentially. Does that make sense?
0: Uh, they made you right? not into the best of yourself. Like you weren't. You terrible were...
2: versions of myself, which weren't really me. No. But then most people afterwards said, "Yeah, we kind of knew what was going on there. We just thought you'd just figure it out yourself eventually." And we didn't want to book you for this, or we didn't want to work with you because of those people, basically. And you go, oh. Nobody told me well, we couldn't tell you Because we thought You were in You know what I mean the, you're, you're in the cult yeah. But look it, It's it's quite some time ago now So um,
0: It's a small town though This So is it ever awkward Or No you know?
2: No No uh, Because when bullies Are confronted they, they melt Spectacularly And quickly And completely It's like uh, Throwing <laughs> a bucket of water of Over the wicked witch Yes, yes. <laughs> like that. That's a nice image I will use. But no, I mean, I'm generally quite a happy uh, person now because of, you know, don't dwell on black yesterdays when today and tomorrow looks so bright. And that's your you know kind of mean?
0: personality. Just that's it. it. I
2: mean, life is quite simple, really. In the end, you need someone to love, uh, something to do and something to look forward to. That's kind of really it, that's isn't it?
0: lovely someone else told me that. More, it's good though. Still you, yeah, you say good. it very well. Yourself. But I do
2: remember it and you kind of remind yourself. That's all you need. So even if there's someone you love by the way is yourself. Do you know what I mean?
0: God, who do, I didn't think I was coming to philosopher Oliver <laughs> Callan's house Mike. Quickly. God. Okay, gets back to cynicism.
2: <laughs> no, it was interesting because I suppose like what I do can be seen as very cynical and I, yeah. I also hate that word because it's used as a oh you're just saying that it's it's a word people use when they disagree with someone. You're just being cynical. Yeah. But, you know, healthy cynicism is is important as well.
0: Now, did you want to escape the muck? Did you have big dreams? Did you? Uh, um, I heard you used to read the RTE guide, and that was seen as God very it. highfalutin in Monaghan.
2: That was very highfalutin, and I actually wrote children's stories for the RTE guide and sent them in until they would eventually publish them, and even published like a, a coloured in copybook <laughs> <laughs> illustration of the story with the lines and everything going through it. I think we still have those copies somewhere at home. Uh, so I think, you know, I think it was probably like nine or ten or whatever. So, yeah, there was a bit of an ambition there, but no real knowledge on how to access it. Mm. And then I even entered a Kenny Live competition. Remember Pat Kenny? Yes, two Saturday I nights do. Kenny Live. And at 16, I did a comedy set, my first ever gig, upstairs in Donny Nesbitt's in front of um, judges from the chattering classes of Dublin. And I uh, did a small stint. So that was kind of like a small snapshot uh, uh, but for some reason You you can't do comedy As a degree In college So So journalism Was the closest thing <laughs> oh, no. oh Here we go There's the Laughing Coughing oh, you, you weren't joking. joking Do you want water It doesn't Water doesn't help it. Oh Just
0: stopping laughing Is the
2: only thing You're not going to die Are you
0: Oh this
2: my last podcast Oh That'd be so good for me Sorry <laughs> Sorry I went selfish There's <laughs> a I was there. You should have seen her. She literally laughed to death. I'll put that on the poster. The man who killed Rochin Ingle.
0: Escape the Ordinary with Green and Blacks, sponsor of Back to Yours. Made with the finest ingredients and ethically sourced cocoa. Discover your favourite flavour from the range, which includes 70% cocoa, roasted almond, salted caramel, sea salt, and mint.
2: I can't remember. We, what well, was the
0: we thing were talking you about you doing your first... Oh, yeah, you couldn't do um, comedy as a degree. So oh, sorry, yes, I a journalism. It that journalism. Made me laugh. It's and scary.
2: it's kind of weird because when I went and did four years in DCU, I think I actually completely stopped doing impressions, which is strange now when you look back. Do you
0: it? think because you were doing this, you know, degree in journalism? I mean, it be, be serious. serious and, uh, yes,
2: I mean, it would be serious. And uh, I mustn't have just found the outlet, which was so easy in school. You just did, um,
0: And where were you living? So what sort of yes, so I was living across the road from,
2: from DCU yeah. uh, on... Um, Uh, What don't they call The Ballymun Road Was called Glasnevin Avenue Do you remember that And even the bus ticket Used to have this forward slash It's like Yes Glasnevin Avenue Ballymun (laughs) Road It's the same road And then I would go home On the weekend And work for my father On the farm But I knew Like the first year in college I have to stop I have to get away from the farm And I got work experience With a crowd called INN Which used to supply Radio news To all the local stations Doesn't exist anymore And I was also, uh, because they had a breaking news service on a WAP phone. Remember the Matrix phone with the, Lawrence one pressed the thing and the thing would go snap and everyone went, wow. And you could send breaking news by text. (laughs) So I had to convert radio scripts into that. I mean, how mad was that? Archaic. Mm. This is, this is in the, this is this millennium, by the way, not (laughs) the 1970s telex machine. You're only
0: 38.
2: I'm 38. Yeah. 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 I'm an old 38 though You
0: are an old 38 I mean I didn't like to say But you actually are It's the suit. It's politicians clothes
2: I'm a used up 38 Basically Yeah it is this. Yeah it is
0: So you didn't share With anyone then But did you Eventually as a didn't student I, Share or Yeah
2: no I did uh, That's when I went to Merino And we lived in a big house Which became kind of The epicentre of Of the journalism parties We didn't like Call them parties I remember we called them Gatherers Gathering?
0: What? What? It's so funny like, <laughs> someone the other day in my house what? growing up my oldest brothers and sisters would have parties but they called them gatherings they called them gatherings where did that come from? I don't come know was party a sort head. of
2: a thing that meant that anyone could go and that the word of this mouth this was
0: a nice gathering of a select gatherings. group of people or strictly invited very invite civilised
2: very kind of I cool civilised yeah uh, what kind of of well? were you?
0: were you a kind of like labelling your food in the fridge?
2: I was super neurotic Yeah, really? I was a nightmare actually but I was quite happy to sort of clean up, just because I particularly counters was a thing. because I could not bear dirty counters. There was okay. like a, yeah. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. you know, show me all the blueprints. Show me all the blueprints. You know the the <laughs> aviator. That's what Leonardo DiCaprio's character is at the end. Uh, show me all the blueprints. Show me where he's going. That was me all the way through. Uh, yeah, I was kind of not a, but I was. I think I was an okay housemate. But I did go mad in the end and eventually I have to run away from everyone. But only a few years, like after college and so on. But eventually I couldn't mean take it. Run away. Oh, I think I I was just too neurotic. Uh, I was doing lots of early mornings, which means I was probably just bitter everyone else. I was able to party while I was uh, at work, getting up at five in the morning. But you said you were still
0: not out as well in all this time. There
2: you go, Eason. Yes. Probably why? Probably (laughs) why. I was cleaning instead of shifting.
0: You know, talking about that being at home and so sort of this conflict in you or the secret, as Jerry Ryan said, and then you decide to go on telly and tell everybody.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but it was late really. in the day. I mean, this is—I'm 30. I, I was yeah. coming well, on 31. Yeah, what about your
0: family and stuff? Like, did you, I just
2: told them in the before. week running up? I'm going on TV to come out I'm, as gay. I'm, I assume you know what? What are you talking about? Both of them said that. Were they both alive at this point? Oh yeah. No, my father took a while to come around, but like a while, like a few days. It probably wasn't easy for him. Did you I mean, just say it? Because I, I remember, um, right? My mother told her she was like, "Oh my god! Oh
1: my god! Oh, oh, why?"
2: And my father made the very sensible point of going, "Grand, you're coming out, but why go on television?" And I said I just need to get it over and done with. And uh, he kind of I think took to the bed, as they tend to do. And and that was and then I think he rang me a few days later and said, Look, I went out to look at the cattle and I saw a few bulls looking a bit queer, so um everything is grand. I went, Okay, if that's the way we're going to <laughs> Did do it he say
0: that? <laughs> something like
2: that, yeah. If that's the way we're gonna do it, I'm okay with that. It's better than not talking. Uh, so we did, and it's been fine ever since. And for sure himself and John, get on like mad. And did
0: you feel well. like it was uh... My older
2: brother, I thought, it was going to be the hardest one because you always like, have the brotherly connection, yeah, but he was absolutely fine.
0: Didn't
2: have any he said, like, whatever, I'll always support you. And I, like, was welling up.
1: i go, why didn't I do this 10 years earlier?
0: And then did you feel, I mean, it's such a cliche, cliche, but was it like, okay, now I am myself. Now I'm home to myself. Now I feel yes. like, was it immediate? Like, did that come?
2: Pretty much immediate, yeah. <coughs> yes, it was actually, yeah. And bizarrely, I met John only a few months later.
0: Tell me this first, story because first I just love boyfriend. that you met him in a Chinese takeaway.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a normal night out. I think it was out, with, I can't remember who was out with that night, but we had both gone, to Charlie's Chinese across the road from the George And so I had ended up with two Chinese orders Because your man who was with But he'd gone off what, to what he called the sales He said you don't bother trying to chat people up In the middle of the night, early in the night You know when everyone's getting a good look at you You wait until everyone's very desperate When the lights are coming on the <laughs> doors they're, And he used to call them the sales You wait for the January sales When all the stock is left And nobody wants it And people are, you know, they're out, 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 there, out there. Yeah, It's stuck in my head because I was there with two Chinese, and then the John was there, and he's like, "Wait, and we just." And had said, you seen hello. him he's in the George? Friend. Had he seen
0: you in the George? No, because we're in Charlie's.
2: We didn't really know, and you know, right. kind of someone's chatting, and you don't know if they're saying hello to you because you're you or the are saying, or they recognise yes. something you've done on, on the yeah. telly or some newspaper thing. Uh, but uh, I end up sitting next to him, and that was like kind of really was.
0: And is that your first, first sight type thing?
2: Yeah, both of us are each other's first boyfriend. Oh, that's
0: lovely. And your how, uh-huh. how many years ago is that now?
2: Seven and a half years
0: That's lovely
2: Which is Gay years is Half a century (laughs) And what (laughs) does he do Is he into media No he's not at all You know he's in um, He's in uh, Microsoft He's a tech uh, Not he's not He's in the business side of things Not the tech thing So we've got old debates About the tech Industry, which if you've read my nonsense in the Irish Times, I, I'm convinced have destroyed the world. Yes. But it could be the journalism thing as well. But no, they once they start tapping with democracy. Yeah. But Microsoft are kind of like the old gentlemen's, uh, gentlemen's. They're <laughs> the old ladies and gentlemen of the the tech world. They kind of doff your cap uh, while they're harvesting data. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but what I like
2: about the Microsoft people, like, like I'm, I'm, there's conflict of interest here, but we've declared it. Yeah. Is that they do tend to protest quite you know strongly when their is doing something they don't agree with right like um, they were you know providing software for ice in America during the immigration stuff whereas some of the big tech companies here you can just see their staff are a little bit too scared because their little companies have become vampire squids sucking on the face of democracy (laughs) to paraphrase that phrase from the last crash talking quietly now so. I know <laughs> it's like you're heroes, it? have
0: you got an Alexa or something where did we go different? there sorry we were talking about something
2: nice about well, John yeah uh, so yeah no that's it and we're getting married next oh, year and yeah. that's it. yeah
0: so was that must have been well, it was brilliant for all of us everyone was so happy 2015 but that must have been
2: great yeah that was great and it was a tricky one because like I was in DRT at the time doing And Catholic you couldn't kicks. say anything I wasn't allowed yeah. to but I felt I couldn't not say anything because it kind of going when it's harder to say it then that's really when you should say it so I thought it was safe going to the campaign The Arts for Yes which was in the Abbey and it was great because you had Frank McGuinness you had Gabriel Byrne you had the Love Hate people were mm-hmm. big the Roddy Doyle of course was there as well and we all did a kind of a stint on stage and everyone was really poetic and marvellous and I was just doing silly voices. <laughs> yeah. But it was a really beautiful day and I really enjoyed myself. And there were lots of press there, which I would, because I was just chatting, you know, going from Roddy Doyle one minute to Gabriel everyone. like I was just saying stuff in between and then by the time I'd finished the afternoon, the old call had come from DRT and said, you broached the thing, you breached the thing now. But we did a deal, it was sensible and they can be quite sensible like that when it comes down to it. It's like, don't, don't do anything publicly. If you really do, don't do it. Do it on your own time. Uh, and so I did it locally, which was even harder because I was canvassing in Carrick Cross and Monaghan, uh, which, as a town, in the end, actually voted against it. Mm. And uh, it was a hairy old canvas. <laughs> I would have preferred to be out with the arts people, everyone for yes.
0: Did you get some abuse? But,
2: uh, not abuse, dwarves. but you know, people were very, as they are in the country, very nice about it, <laughs> but very specific, going, "I do believe you're going to burn in hell, but thank you for stopping. I'd love you to <laughs> chat." Type of thing. There was the yeah, there was some kind of. Um, there was a little bit of Bible thumping, I and mean, it was quite upsetting for some of my fellow canvassers who hadn't really beat the streets like that before. Because it was all very, very young people. Mm. Whereas I was going like, you know, I've been I've covered politics for long enough to know yeah. that, uh, you know, the general population can be dreadful.
0: <laughs> what do you feel about Monaghan now? And we have obviously been in Dublin for so long. You're yeah. kind of a Dubliner to some degree. Will he ever be a Dubliner or are you always a I think so. yeah. yeah muck a savage person? 20
2: years renting, I came at an 18. <laughs> do the math. No, I'm always going to be the muck savage and I do need to go and spread my uh, spread my legs. <laughs> I was about to say, spread my wings, get the legs out into the feet. I need open do you, that's space. That's what I
0: was going to say, do you miss it? Oh, is there a indeed. part of you that is drawn back every so often? Do you have to oh, go into totally. country I'm air? Oh, totally, I'm there
2: like a lot. We're there like pretty much, we actually marked calendar once and it was a third of the year. Yeah. Uh, you stay in the know, farm sorry. and... Uh, uh, up there Up that part of the world <laughs> I don't do the farming No I mean it's mostly dry stock now So I don't have to do all of that But uh, No I like to get I like to get my hands dirty And to be out and about And also chatting to people Because we are in Dublin And you're hanging out With media people You don't really get a view Of what's going on out there mm. uh, And um, uh, You go up and have an old chat
0: And what are your kind of things That bring Monaghan here Or the characteristics of That part of the world That you very much embody that are different to say Dublin. Well,
2: I always just think that it was the outsider's view, and I mean, latterly you, you kind of hate Patrick Kavanagh when you're there because you have to learn him at school is compulsory, and he's a local one, blah blah blah. But then when you go to Dublin, you're kind of suddenly the outsider again, small uh, lad, and you realise how backward you are just by comparison to other people of your same generation. Uh, you suddenly find yourself returning to Mister Kavanagh and understanding the veracity of his lyrics. Uh, and 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 you go, "Oh my God, so he and he physically walks to Dublin the first time he comes here. Did he? so he physically walks to Dublin and he eventually goes to Dublin, but he's always considered the bog poet, no matter how masterful his language and his writings get. he's still a bog poet and or the Monahan Wanker as Behan used to call him, you know and uh, I mean, he did behave kind of atrociously, but there was a defence mechanism there, too, for people he didn't like. He kind of spat on floors and, you know, like a terrible drunk a lot of times. But he was always the outsider. But that gave him that extra something to look at everything slightly different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of something that's really helped me a lot. Like most people try to fit in and probably because I was uh, entrenched in my secrets for so long. I was always a spectator from the outside of, well, well do
1: do,
2: yeah, life was happening to everyone else, not to me. So I always kind of like take a step back and when there's a frenzied story and everyone's looking at it in one particular view, I kind of go, well, look at that. I mean, the Brexit thing, everyone's quite happy initially, the second withdrawal agreement is done, but a little part of me is kind of, because of what I do, when you do impressions, you put yourself into the shoes of another person try to see the world out through them, no matter how irrational they are. And like speaking of irrational, the DUP. And like everyone was kind of, was delighted with the deal in the Republic for the very same reason that the DUP hated it, it was because it is effectively an economic united Ireland. You know, and we're economically united under EU rules now, but, but the UK, the, Britain is also there, but Britain would be out of that. So you are uniting them uh, and separating it from Britain economically. But I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the option they chose. Yeah. There is no Brexit that doesn't kind of bring Ireland closer to you, that doesn't weaken the union, yeah. as they say. But I mean, that's just the madness of all of that.
0: Tell me about the voices when they came and
2: <laughs> <laughs> the it voices. Is that like, like your psychiatrist? Yes, yeah,
0: like in your, Anthony Clare. Clare Anthony Clare was on him on <laughs> Radio Four. You uh, inhabit and are other people. Like that's kind of what you do. You you have to obviously yes. exaggerate them and be other. What is it about that that you love? What do you get from it?
2: I love because it is. It's uh, like um, you're holding a mirror up to somebody. Uh, and showing them how the world really sees them and it usually conflicts dra- dramatically with how they view themselves, you know yeah. and I think that's probably why Leo Varadkar is such a perfect comedic character because he has a certain view of himself and the, the kind of preposterous <laughs> version we've created where he's just like, toes hashtag,
1: ledge back i wait for breaks to be done so i go to enjoy, share get my shirt off and go absolutely clubbing, wow and Murphs <laughs>
2: And particularly because It was a dramatic Click of a switch <laughs> From Kenny Country and Western Here we are And as we had Michael Ring As his kind of Comedy partner like
1: Up the road I'm dresser We're going to bring down our jes-er. Yes indeed I
2: met Russian Ingle There she was With two cuffs in her hand There she was I know that woman I know your people I know your shtuck uh, So you had that kind of Culture uh, Comedy going on And then we switched to Millennial I suppose isn't it Stuck Brilliant. up millennial so no, the that, best
0: was when he was in uh, that case. cafe having his avocado toast as his kind oh, of yeah. I loved toast. that. I thought that was brilliant. And the contrast
2: with Pascal as well, who's Pierre of Femmesborough, but he's hey, desperately very, clinging He's on. a
0: public intellectual as well, though, isn't he? A
2: public intellectual. Thank you very much for swallowing that spin. Hook, line and sinker. Yes, indeed. I do lovely things once I read books <laughs> and hang out with the middle classes. Nobody will notice the terrible things that I do. Masked by this... Communion boy face The simmering connivance Simpering away underneath
0: Who do you love doing? Who's your favourite?
2: I think Leo's kind of hard to beat At the moment he says this weird thing it's now Where he puts good. a hard T In the middle of a sentence
0: The government
2: The uh, government Is going to look after that But no it's great Because um yeah, we've created him into sort of a monstrous figure. And also because he listens to the show and is slightly obsessed by it. Because, I mean, what better review can
1: you get than when the leader of the country is really irritated by what, how you portray them? Give us a little bit
0: of Michael It's indeed. not funny at all.
1: Well, first of all, I like doing Mary Lou McDonald because she's an unexpected voice to do. She's very scolding. She's very angsty. OK. And I deserve, by the way, to be treated with respect because I'm a new leader of the party. Completely new break. Fresh break from the past. And I deserve to be treated with respect. Oh! (coughs) Sorry, I don't know what. I must have had Jerry Tomatoes just repeating him at lunch. Mm. Quack! Move on to another character Well yes indeed Of course uh, you know, Maybe a I'll get to the Aorus. Aorus. So
0: instead of getting well, to Aorus, it's, it's, You just pretend it's to, it's to be This is my
1: home You won't be getting in there But well, I'm not getting very your welcome. draws,
0: Michael D no?
1: Nobody speaks over one Thank you <laughs> So yes It is wonderful to be here Roisin Ingle All oh, the days when you were single And we thought of Bringing you down to Dingle Ever poet Is <laughs> Ireland's best Love its poetry <laughs> But a lot of people Spoke about Expenditure it was a year ago now, the election, <gasps> the election, <gasps> I have a ventilation, I speak of the election. And it was a very, very difficult time. People talk about my expenses and all the champagne, I do not drink, I don't even drink champagne, I just bathe in the stuff. And we've had to have cu- cutbacks, we have the dogs, Brood, <coughs> the soda, the Madri, but uh, we don't bathe them in champagne, we just, we wash them in Prosecco to save money. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he's got fun to do, isn't he?
0: Oh, he's amazing. You have a window to But at Boris
2: you. is one to do now.
1: <laughs> Everyone wants to do a bit of Boris. He Keep is your hands to yourself to, there, No, 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 no. This will be a deal, wonderful deal. A, a, a wonderful deal, a great busty deal of the sort that a chap might leave his wife and or girlfriend for. And it will create invisible borders. Great scundering scumburgers, piff timbers, boulder camping, Invisible borders, as invisible as... Hands roving under Said tablecloth At a dinner in the 90s Which was a great time Ipso facto For Mondo Quavers Wah 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 A bit of has come out Sorry about that
0: When you think of you and John In your absolute dream house That you own Where <sighs> is it?
2: What's going on? Oh what does it look like? I think because we're here We need a sea view So it's an impossible house It's a sea view With the uh, You know Upstairs Downstairs Because we're just On the one level here
1: uh, I don't know, we're not kind of, I
2: don't think we're terribly snobby about the house all at the same time. But anyway, this is just imaginary fantasy yeah, thing, fantasy. isn't it? Uh, definitely need a separate kind of a cinema movie room that's not your kind of sitting room. Because you need to kind of read in a room that has a window behind you so you can read. Because uh, uh, I tried to go through a book a week, that was my plan. This, it's starting to unravel now at Callum's kick season, but I'm getting there. Uh, so, um, TV room, blah, blah, blah. Uh, definitely a room probably for snoring in. Because are you a some snorer? people snore. Some oh, people you don't snore. Some people I'm who will remain snore. Yeah, I think there's a snoring room when someone's having a okay. pressure time at work, so you go into the snore room. So like it's a lot of extra rooms. Extra there. Extra rooms, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, a lot of extra rooms. So anyway, that's the that's the dream. But housing is terribly, terribly broken. Uh, isn't it? I mean, I know people I know a couple who are doctors one's a doctor, there's a lawyer and they're still renting at my age, I and mean, they should be in like the, you know, the three story over over basement, Georgia. I mean, what is going on? Well, we know what's going on, but it's not, it ain't going to be fixed, is it?
0: Well, you, you. you can keep talking about it on council. <laughs> keep
2: talking about, it. well, council Kicks doesn't have an agenda, like it's not an opinion piece, so we're quite balanced because we have to, all the parties there, but I can use my opinion pieces to do that. Uh, and uh, it's kind of therapy because you have this little thing you need to get off your chest and off and go. I mean, it's all about renters rising up and taking charge, like they do in Berlin and Barcelona, a place like that. But I think so the TDs know how things work and by and large tenants do not. Register to vote because we're moving around so much, mm. because the rent costs so much, and jobs change, and so on. But if we could do it for equal marriage and repealing the Eighth, surely we can do it for that thing. You don't look very hopeful.
0: No, I'm afraid I'm going to cough laugh again. So
2: <laughs> just like, cough still. laugh at the House of the housing crisis.
1: Yeah, every time I think of the housing crisis, I burst out laughing too. It's actually how I celebrate my fortieth birthday. Rather than getting forty candles and burning them,
2: I just thought it would be like you know really unsustainable. So we did. We set. 40 social housing, uh, houses on fire And we just let them burn uh, I didn't even blow them out Because there was more Interchanged Just watch them burn and we did a couple Of selfies so, so we have a record of it It's just Amazing It's party Is this being recorded?
0: <laughs> Leo <laughs> man. Oliver Don't Thank you Don't forget about Murphs.
2: Murphs is there too Yeah it's great to see you Minutes for housing Minutes for hotness Yeah So cool <laughs> You alright? You need to be uh...
0: I grew up across the road From him <laughs> <laughs> He's my neighbour Yeah neighbor.
2: Yeah, it was rough. Sandy Mount was <laughs> rough, man. We could see your outhouse from our castle.
0: Thank you for letting well, us come back
2: to yours. Strangely enjoyable to go back into Odin.
0: Nice. Thank
2: but you. the future is bright. Absolutely. Let's make Britain great again. Let's make uh, Back to Yours great again.
0: Thanks very much to Oliver Callan and Leo and Boris for letting me go back to yours. I'm Roisin Ingle and remember to subscribe to Back To Yours wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like what you hear, please give us a review on iTunes and tell all your friends about the podcast. Next time, my guest on Back To Yours is Sonia Lennon. Like, I remember when I was growing up, if something broke, there was a lot of Jesus Christ! And so I kind of made a vow to myself that that if something broke, as it was a human, that there would be kind of a measured response to that.